and welcome to the Art of Mini War. I'm Holly. And I'm Aaron. Low energy Aaron now. Well, sorry, we did just get back from LVO. Yes, welcome to the LVO special. Yay! We just got out of the fuck damn car from seven hours of driving. But we had fun while we were there, right Aaron? Right, grumpy Aaron? I'm going to say no, but yeah, we did. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. So Mm -hmm. uh, it was my first LVO, so it was really exciting for me. I'd also never been to Vegas, never been to a specific tournament like that. So yeah, it was all kinds of exciting for me. It was neat. Yep. And Uh so we both did things while we were there. I did more. Yes, you did. Not, not that it's a competition. I did more things at LVO than you. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I kind of wanted to see what it would be like before I like fully committed to one of the two-day tournaments. Yeah, it's it's a lot. And um, thank God the AOS one is only five rounds for the first two days instead of six, like 40k. Oh, thank God. Yeah. It would have been rough. Yeah, because I know after your AOS stuff, you were kind of... I would I would have been fine for a sixth game. I just wouldn't have been happy after it. Yeah, that's fair. I was kind of done. And I was just like, Friday, oh, I did the night joust and got knocked out real quick. Oh, boy. Yeah. But that was a lot of fun. Brought my armor cast, well, your armor cast, uh, Acheron. Yeah, I converted an old errant into an armor, or into an uh, Acheron. You just said it. My brain's not on. Pardon me, humanity. Pardoned? Thanks. On behalf of humanity? Thanks. Thanks, guys. Okay. And, and gals. Thanks, friends. Um, yeah, so I'll talk about my AOS-ness. So I went um, and played AOS in the uh, the champions, the big main, big old tournament, tournament time, friend, pal, Atron Tower. I'm doing good at words. I just got out of the car. Pardon me again. So five rounds, three the first, two the second. I don't know why you need to know that, but now you know it. I brought my free peoples. I brought my trash boys, my old empire, but without all the fun toys because they took that away from empire and hopefully they'll add it back in because they did at the LVO announce they're doing a shit ton of battle tomes this year, which I'm happy about because first off, I'm super happy. This isn't LVO specific, but I'm super happy they're merging the Skaven again fucking finally so if i want to bring scryer plus some but mostly clan rats i can do that now instead of oh you have to ally in clan rats which is silly so i'm super happy about that and hopefully the empire will get that same treatment and i'll get cannons and rockets back into my damn list that would be good because and i want the fucking steam tank i don't mean to interrupt but i want to run four of those fucking big rumbly steam tanks and still have trash troops what the hell i'm excited obviously i hopefully. mean hopefully yeah no i'm excited for aos getting some love this year because well I've- they got plenty of love last year they did but they i'm more excited about them revisiting the old shit yes and i felt like the past year was all like look at the shiny new things look at the shiny new things a lot of old stuff was just like yes oh well i guess it's cool i guess we can kind of play well they added i mean they did all the all the battle tomes that weren't just new armies were reforging of old ones like the beast beasts of chaos that was like five or six different keywords alliances forged into one same with the gloom spite gets that was um a few of them not enough of them there was a lot of them squished into one which is good and they got some new models there's new rock cut trolls oh my god they're so good and i want them but i'm not i'm i'm gonna stay with my trash humans because i know how to play with them now because i didn't do well but uh, uh, anyway so i'll go back to my tournament report because i just we haven't talked about aos much on the on the podcast yet so my list was pretty simple i had two generals uh one with the stately war banner which is amazing for free guild because it lets me roll two dice for battle shock and take the lowest. And with free guild, you get a re-roll because you always get a re-roll. So two dice taking the lowest. If you want a re-roll, you get a re-roll. And if they, because the, the banner in the units lets ones, you'd lose nobody no matter what. If I lost 38 dudes that still had a banner, roll a one, nobody else leaves. And I get four dice to do that with. So they're pre- they're not immune to battle shock because I had plenty of dudes run the hell away. But they're they're solid. Uh, they have a pretty good chance of having nobody leave in the unit when they get shot at, but or attacked most likely. I took a Luminarch, which was uh, useless. The Luminarch did only the only time the Luminarch did anything was in one game. Most of the time, it missed with its big giant laser of doom. In one game ever, it sniped a character, and that was amazing. It just went pew. Oh, that Stormcast, he's fucking dead. 
I killed your Stormcast hero. One shot. Bang. Done. That was cool. Never again did it do anything. It killed like one Nurgle guy. It killed like two models the entire tournament. Never take the Luminarch. It's cool. It's useless. The six up shrug didn't help. It's pretty bad. Uh, And I took a white battle wizard, which again, the worst battle wizard because light of battle. It's okay. It goes off on a four. So it has a really low casting value, which is nice. It's really reliable. As long as it didn't doesn't get uh, unbound and you don't roll completely horribly, then it's going to go off because it goes off on a four on two dice. And it makes a unit immune to Battleshock. It's nice. So I took that as my heroes. Um, my battle line, which was the entire rest of my army, was 40 swordsmen, 40 spearmen, 60 handgunners, and t- uh, two units of 10 great swords. Um, so basically two great companies with the supporting everything. If you know AO, if you know free people, they get the support. So if you charge stuff, my handgunners are just going to shoot guns at you forever. Which is nice, but my main flaw was not being fast enough. And another decently sized problem was I'd never had enough for uh, wizard heavy armies. I never had enough dispel. Not at all. So what I'm going to change mine to be, the changes I'm going to make is I'm going to take out the great swords and replace them with two units of 10 archers because of their free move before the start of the game. So they can run out, grab objectives and be a nice big screen, a big net of dudes. Uh, They're going to die horribly, but they're going to shoot some bows along the way and grab some objectives maybe or just be ignored and that's fine they can stop infiltrating people and teleporting lizards and a silly stormcast vanguard that can just appear behind you for funsies you know they can kind of stop that and be a nice screen because they're they're 100 points so they're a little expensive for a screen but they can shoot and they're pretty semi-reliable because they always get to reroll ones because of volleys and stuff but more importantly they get the free move at the beginning of the game after deployment so they can go out and run and grab an objective and then i'm going to replace the trash luminarch with two units of pistoliers so they can run around and grab objectives as well because then my main problem was speed because i could not grab any objectives i could kill the shit out of almost anything that i could get my guns on i also want to eventually change handguns for crossbows the extra four inch range is amazing and double shots and you don't even have to stand still for the double, double shots is so much better, especially because once you do, um, they don't get a rend except on a six to wound. So with hold the line on the general, that'll be on a five and six, get a flat plus one to wound and hit. But that requires them not to move. But they're still a better moving up force because instead of 16, you shoot 20. 16 is a really hard range to shoot from. So also the double shot buff still works in the enemy phase because it's not in your shooting phase like the the handgunners plus one to hit if they don't move so it's just a it's a little more flexible and it's going to take a while for me to replace them all with crossbows i think i still have the bits i hope i do so i can just pop them off of the not old ones which is unfortunate because i'd have to repaint a bit but it's a lot less than painting new units but we'll see i don't know i haven't decided yet but i definitely want crossbows instead but that's the last thing to replace i have some pistoliers i have to get archers that's my big thing also my wizard i'm keeping a wizard i'm changing him to be a i think a gray wizard because uh mystifying miasma is really nice because it's minus one to hit that unit so on a unit of swordsmen in combat they already have a three up armor re-rolling ones because of the shield the three ups from the the them being swordsmen and indomitable i know i'm going on but it's important i'm I'm talking strats i just learned all these things i know how to play the game now holly that's excellent did you go into lvo having any idea what you were doing with this no i picked cool models i just picked cool models and a theme and went with it so here's the and i was actually pretty close to a decent list honestly i needed to change like 400 points worth of stuff that's not bad it's not the whole army my core was good. The extremities of the core were not. So with the current meta, do free people like free guild actually stand a chance with those changes or are they still going to be kind of middle of the pack? Well, apparently they're getting a book. Hopefully. I think they said they were getting a book. People talked about it, them getting a book. So apparently they're getting a book, which I'm super happy about. I think I think honestly they're fine. They can shoot out shoot anyone except on the range front. They have problem with range because their longest range is 30 on the on the long gun in the handgunner unit but the rest of them shoot 16 and the longest range they have for like a whole unit is only 20 so on on the range front if you have fucking what are they vanguard raptors the stormcast with the super crossbows they're gonna outshoot they're gonna outrange you but like other than that you have more shots than almost any other army in the game and they play they're they're like the only defensive shooty army ever so while everyone else is trying to charge first and stuff 
you want people to charge first because then you get a free volley. Like, get them. Come on, charge me. That's another 60 crossbow bolts in your face. That's fine. So I like how different they play. And I think they do have a really good core of units and strategy or and like because they have a lot more synergy than any, any other army because individually their units are not great. They're decent at best. But like with the synergy with the uh, free guild general and some of the command traits, they're a lot better. It makes up for a lot of shortcomings. So I only won one game. I got real close on three of them. And then one I got fucking obliterated. The one I got obliterated was because... Stormcast teleported around me and it was the one where you burn objectives and then you can leave. I can't do that because I don't have movement. So he just teleported around, burned all my shit and left. And then I killed like nothing because I couldn't get in range because he outranged me as well. So that was a big thing. But uh, the one I won was against four Stegodons, which is a, a famously tough list. But then I just, you know, I went dinosaur hunting and I popped my hold the line ability on my handgunners. Uh, 60 shots, twos to hit, twos to wound, minus one rend. Bam, there goes a bunch of dinos. Blam. Uh, have my swordsman hold in front. Great anvil unit. Done. Uh, blasted them. Yeah, so was that everything about your AOS tournament experience? Oh, one more thing. My other change to my army is I'm taking an endless spell because those are great. And I think it's one that's not used very often, but I think it makes up for a good short coming in the in the free guild list because you have to ally in battle mages any mage they because they don't have a native mage in their list so with my allied battle mage i'm taking the malevolent maelstrom because any spell and if it's within 12 of a wizard that casts a spell it gets a free unbinding for every single spell so if i throw that in the enemy's line near their wizards i at least get a chance to stop them also it explodes as a bonus and it's only 20 points to add so i think that that makes up for a fair amount of shortcomings so yeah, that sounds like since mages and magic is an issue for that list until yeah. possibly the new book, um, yes. then that... And, and even then, like, that's still a cheap way to get a lot of unbinding. That's true. So I'm paying 140 for basically unlimited unbinding rolls unless they try they use a spell casting attempt to unbind the actual maelstrom, the endless spell. Yeah. So I, I feel like I have a, a, a much better list after going, which is good. So I, I feel a lot better about it. And I still had fun. O I only felt bad about the one game. The rest of them, I killed enough stuff to feel like, oh, I could have gotten it if I did this. You know, I killed a lot of shit. I just couldn't grab the objectives. That was always my problem. So now that I, I know that and I feel like I have a lot better grasp on how they play, uh, I feel pretty good about it. So, yeah. So you're going to play more puffy pants, uh, gentlemen, next LVO? No. So what are you planning on doing? <laughs> I'm going to bring my 30k militia. My close combat 30k militia. Yeah, I mean. Because that's, I'm going to bring my trireme gorgons, stuff them with a, like a shit ton of ogrins, and throw them at terminators and have a silly time. That's fair. So my first event was the night joust, which was a super casual, very beer and pretzels, silly event where you start on a table with three other knights or knight equivalents. So it had to be power level 12. 28 or less or something like that so, so no stompas nothing crazy so okay. no stompas boo yeah it was so there was a power level requirement so my acheron fit in that and my first table i got obliterated first just shot off the board because the acheron's fucking terrifying yes and i was the biggest black and yellowest target on the board actually no. what, what other knights were on the board Oh, the first one, I think, I think there was some kind of Lancer. Okay. Who was just like. The Lancer's real good, who especially at killing knights. Big and scary. And yeah, I I was the big target. I don't think I made turn two. That's weird so. that you were the big target. Uh, well, yeah. if, if there's like a paladin or something, nobody's going to shoot the paladin. The paladin's yeah. not going to get shot first. The Acheron or the Lancer. Because if the Lancer goes and charges another knight, that knight's fucking dead. It's best. Yeah, I also rolled my saves like an absolute chump. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, <laughs> chump saves. It was real bad. I've never seen a bigger collection of just piss poor saves. It was kind of embarrassing, but I had fun. And then I got to go to the loser's table. Woo! And loser's table was table. fun. Um did you also get shot off the board turn one? I did not. I was Hooray. I was one of the last two nights standing. Of four? Of four. That's not bad. Yeah, so uh, there was a Tau, uh, the Storm Surge 
on the okay. table, but he was loaded out for short range because he was he had the anti infantry build. Charge yeah, because he was doing the doubles the next day, oh, okay. and that was part of his build. Because he ended up at the table next to ours, not okay. the Canadian guys, but the other ones. Okay, yeah. So anyway, he wasn't loaded out for a night fight. Yeah, and then well, I mean, if you go with the short range list, it makes sense because the knights are going to try and charge you because you have literally no close combat potential. Yes, and so there was another knight who had shooting. I can't remember which one it was. I also may not have been very sober after that event. That's so, fair. Yeah. So a lot of it was just kind of like I did the thing and then got drunk. So yeah. Yeah. That happened so, a lot. Um, yeah. The second table, we obliterated Mr. Tau guy first. Yep. And then the other guy who actually had shooting came and we fought. And then there was a guy who just had a sword and a fist. And, oh, um, Crusader. Or, uh, the, I forget the name of it. It's not Aaron. Not it's, the Crusader. Um, um, it's not the Warden. No. Whatever. The close combat yeah. one. The all close combat one. Yeah. So he That had, is a fun one. Yeah. He kind of waited in the wings for us to chew each other down. Smart. And then he just came in and close combat at... Close combated close me. Close combated. <laughs> close combated. Did, We're did. good at after car talking. Yes, we're so good at this. And um, yeah, so he just obliterated me in close combat, and that was the end of my night jousting. How much did you fuck him up on the way in with your flamer? Uh, a lot. It good. actually was a really good fight at good. the end. So that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the night joust. I'll probably do it again next year because none mm -hmm. of the other tournaments run till that late. So yeah. You've, it's a small, quick event. Yeah, because so, yeah. I'm probably going to pick up a two-day tournament, so either Shadespire or Blood Bowl, depending on... Is Shadespire, Shadespire was one day the last last time I did it? Was it? Because I thought I looked on the schedule it and it was... It might have been two days this time. So yeah. um, the, I did it the first the year that Shadespire came out. Um, I think that was two years ago, right? Yeah, it was two years ago because they have the new expansion. So I did that the first year it came out, and they did have two days, but it was Friday and Sunday. And Friday was the big main one, and then Sunday was a less intense turn. So it, I don't, and the ticket bought you entry to both. So I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to look at the schedule, but That's I definitely want to do like one of the smaller games because what I learned was from where we parked to where our room was was a very long walk. I want small, small games. Yeah, armies I of am, small number. Count. I am not doing that. Yeah. I have so many militia models. Well, the Gorgons are going to cut into that, and the Volgrins, but that's okay. They're still cheap, and I will throw them at people. But yeah, so and then speaking of small model count, my doubles list. Yes, mine is pretty small too. Yeah, we did the forty k doubles, the long war uh, doubles tournament. That yeah. was actually a lot of fun. It was day three Sunday. It was mostly yeah. for. People who didn't make day three of um, the main 40K, tournament, yeah, uh, the main tournament. A lot of people were just, we know we're not going to make third day, so we're going to buy the doubles ticket. Yeah, and if you made it, I think they were going to refund your ticket. I it don't was know. something like that. I don't know. It doesn't really matter, but anyway, so we went in. Um, I had initially six armature war glaives, yeah, four with the heavy stubbers, two with the melted guns. Found out after round one, apparently that list was illegal. Yeah. Um, because for some reason. Yeah, they had some like oh, because it was there, a thousand points, you could only have two units of the same profile or something like that. I mean, we didn't do enough reading into it, but also the packet was really poorly written. Also, there was nothing pre-published when I bought the tickets. Yeah. That sort of thing. So yeah, I was a little bit disappointed with the leadership of that tournament. They also decided not to use BCP, which would have been way easier. Yeah. So that was also very frustrating very weird. because it was all pen and paper reporting. Yeah. And they were manually doing tabs. And it was like this whole it thing. A, it was a mess. It was really messy. Also... The uh, round announcements were really hard to understand because there was just somebody kind of muttering into the mic. So you're like, I heard something come over, but I have no idea how much time is left. Well, not even that. It was also, it was a really loud hall and the, the speaker system just couldn't keep up, you know? I that feel was not loud enough, but also on top of that, the Long War Doubles players, you have just minutes left in the road. And you hear that over people just chattering all over. You can't hear shit. Yeah. So, so we had no idea when things started, ended, or anything. And I, 
a lot of that is just down to the hall sucked and the guy didn't know how to use a mic. So I don't like yeah. that's not and that's I mean, not part of the running stuff. I no. just feel like their packet was because they didn't we we had this problem. We actually got a draw exactly on primary mission points because they had primary and secondary, obviously. Um, and your whether your actual win was your primary went into a different score plus your secondaries for your total score. It was a odd system. I feel like it, it made sense, it but they like, forgot a lot. It was like ITC was like two or three iterations ago before yeah. revisions. Yeah. Cause I remember it used to be really confusing yeah. like that. Um, but that I was like before the, I ran ITC I like the stuff. secondaries. I like the secondaries a lot. Well, that's, that's now neat. part of just the standard ITC format, which I'm yeah. definitely down with. I think Absolutely. it's really cool. And so, yeah, the tournament packet itself also didn't include any of those. That was it in a mysterious the secondaries. It was part of a mysterious second packet that was not distributed day of. It wasn't distributed day of. It was on the website from a long time ago, but it wasn't in the packet day of. And we didn't have the pa- the packet from before because why would we? Because we neither thought that of us- would be provided. So if uh, anyone here listening knows those dudes. Or they're listening to us, which I doubt. Yeah, which, hi, Long War guys. Hey, guys. We're you, fans. We like you. You're we think cool. you're cool. But Thanks for the last place trophy. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to get to that Spoiler later. Spoiler alert, but we're talking to them directly. I yeah. figured like, that was a good thing. Yeah. So as but, far- please, please put the secondaries in the day of packet. Yeah. We were very confused. We were very Maybe confused. Maybe that's why we lost. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> we know four of the different secondaries. We'll just pick some of them. Yeah. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, since Aaron and I run tournaments and stuff and we're yeah. familiar with like creating tournament packets and that sort of thing, like it was just kind of a, an example of like, this is something that we're going to learn from and take with us into yeah. developing our own because it was very confusing for us. There was a lot of stuff that was either too long or too short in the pack as far as explanations. And the score sheet, the way they had it broken down for win margin was loss was a, was zero points plus secondaries, or how many points you got in your secondaries, which makes sense. Then minor win was 5 to 15 points, 15 plus secondaries. But there's no margin between that, and there's not a draw option in the, in the thing. So we had to go up twice because one time we flat drew. We got the exact same primary mission, and they, they kind of just had to make it up. They're like, oh, shit, that's not in the packet. Uh, 10 points plus secondaries, which is fine. There's been oversights before. That, I get it. It's hard to draw in those missions, but then we got a minor loss by, we lost by one point on the primary. So we assumed that was a draw as well, because the minor victory was by a margin of at least five, which honestly, it feels like a draw if it's one point away, but they said, no, that's still a minor loss. That's still a loss, a minor win, which is fine. fine. I don't, but I just wish it was in the packet and a little more. Yeah. Cause that was really confusing for us because we're looking at this going, wait. What so, the goddamn hell's happening? Did we just fall between the cracks twice? Like, oh, we also got happened? dropped. Yeah, we did get dropped, even though we on the last round. We get we. Ha- I handed in the the thing, and they they just lost it or didn't put it in or something. I don't know. Yeah, so we ended up getting put with a random placement who also got dropped. Yeah, for our last round, which was fun. I I'm enjoyed. Okay. I, yeah, I had that no problem round. with any of the pairings. Everyone was chill. All fun matches. But like, man, uh, getting dropped at the end. I even went up and asked, did we get dropped? Because I heard that we were from from a friend who heard it from the desk. So I ran up and I'm like, did we get dropped? Are you sure we're on the list? And they said, yes, we are. Went up to find the next pairings 20 minutes later. We're not on there. And I'm like, where are we? Where do we go? Please help us. We would like to play a game. Yeah, it's like we paid $50 for this doubles tournament. Like, even wow. though we didn't We're losing horribly. Great, let's still play, please. Yeah, because, I mean, <laughs> we paid for it and it was still like, yeah. hey, let's get our last round in. It'll be yeah. fun. So yeah, we, we don't care. Yeah, out of everybody who stayed all three rounds, we placed last. Hooray! Um, we won the Mike Haspel Award of Excellence. We don't know who Mike Haspel is, but... But we won his award. Sh- apparently he comes in last a lot. I don't know. I don't know, but we won these uh, two dope models. Yeah. And um, they were by uh, Matt Posey of Seventh Forge Studio. Yeah, they're like, uh, they're two, I think, power sword armed Alpha Legion Raptors. Yeah, they're yeah. really they're nice. They're cool dudes. They're little. There's there's some conversion work. There's it. They're 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 really well done. 
Yeah, so we were honored to win those. We didn't think we won anything, so we actually went up to our room. I started unloaded. taking a nap, and then yeah, Aaron our friend took- John was down there and called and was like, we think you won something? But like our team name, which was Team Jinjo Calhoun, got apparently butchered across a couple people writing it down. Yeah, uh, so, or, and, or Reese just couldn't words it. Yeah. Through. He's like, Gingo something. Yeah. They so, won last. <laughs> so yeah. We don't know. We got a call saying, hey, we think you won something. We're like, did they just randomly choose someone to win Because we didn't think we did that bad, but apparently after like a lot of people just didn't put in their third game or left halfway through or whatever... Apparently, we were the people who did the worst at the end. So, yeah, fuck so it. we won something. So, sure. we'll go proudly on display at Gajo. Fuck it. Why not? And um, we will remember when we came in last at the doubles, even though we had a lot of fun. Yeah. There was um, a lot of black and yellow on the board. You didn't share your uh, Iron Warriors list. I, yes. Uh, well, you should. Uh, for round two, you replaced three of the armagers. Yes. With the Acheron. Yes, because... Pre- previously mentioned Acheron, which I feel did so much better. It did. The Acheron is fucking terrifying. It really is. Yeah. Also, like, I'm really glad that I had painted my armagers the same color. Yeah. Which, we did a lot of yellow. I think yellow was the theme of LVO There was for a us. lot of yellow. Because your um, free guild dudes are... Oh, uh, yeah, because one of... I, my great companies were color-coordinated. Uh, one of them was... Yellow and red quartered, obviously, because if you're doing free guilds, you're quartering your models. Come on. (laughs) Come on, Aaron. Come on. You got to quarter your models. Anyway, so the (laughs) other one was uh, black and yellow, and they're the Dawnbreakers, because that's what the spearmen are called. I didn't get time to do the rest of my banners with the names of the regiments on them. Yeah, you kind of ran out of time, because you did, out of the doubles tournament, you painted four? Of the armies present? Oh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I painted the entire Tau list of one of my friends, which was a lot. It, was really, I, it, it turned out really well. Yeah, those are super cool because yeah. he gave you like complete artistic license. To, like He said he wanted something bright and maybe purple. And I'm like, cool, purple with red accents. And it looks fucking cool. Yeah. With some uh, black on there, too. Um, and they look really cool. And by the way, if you do black, just do dark gray and wash it down. It's so much easier. It's it. It's especially for like cloth. You don't have to do much, maybe some highlighting afterwards, but it's so much easier than do it. starting from black and highlighting up. Just as a, a quick tip, do that. It's easier and it looks almost as good. It's obviously not going to look as good if you know how to highlight black really well. But for you guys wanting to do black well, pick a dark gray like Skaven Blight Dinge or Vallejo Dark Gray. Or the Necromancer Cloak. Necromancer Cloak from Army Painter. That's what I use a lot. As well as dark gray. I actually just used that because the army painter or the Vallejo uh, dark gray was out at Gajo. I, I don't know why, but it's been out for a while. And then just do a black wash on it and it's fine. It's ready to go pretty much. As long as you, as long as that's the only part that's unwashed and the rest of it is like you highlight and go back over it again, then that'll kind of seep back in. It'll be, yeah. it'll look nice. Anyway, side point. I also did Riley's His Castellan. No, I only did one of them. He already had one pre-painted. Oh, okay. Um, he bought that painted, right. I think, on eBay. And he said, match that. And it's a little bit off. I didn't think the green was as dark in the photo. But I, I'm going to go finish that anyway because I just did the. I got it tabletop ready, even though it's a little more beyond tabletop ready. Yeah, it actually looked really good because he the was... The white needed a bit more work. Yeah, he That's ended up being it. right next to us in round two. Yeah. So I was like looking over at his stuff being like, yeah. oh, so that's what that looked like finished. Looks cool. Yeah, so I painted his Castellan in two days a day and a half it was really quick we talked about it the other episode yeah we did a little bit mentioned it a bit so i did that i think that's all i did though yeah i did a bit of riley's other army as well but he didn't end up taking his storm wardens no he didn't and but i did a few units for him in the last few months on that as well did you take any of the other no uh john did some of the other commissions yeah john did something else Um, but then i did i helped with your knights yeah. And I did like one or two characters that needed finishing off for my Iron Warriors, but that's about it. Anyway, so onto my Iron Warriors list, which I should finally fucking talk about, right? Just a little bit. Yeah. Well, whatever, man. It's, <laughs> uh, it's fine. I also learned that I needed to change that a little bit as well, but that's that's good. I'll talk about it. So my list consisted, obviously, Iron Warriors. I was going to take them as loyalists originally because they have slightly better rules and they're pretty much the same. And I'm using my heresy models. So they're not quite chaos, but I just took them as chaos. And I'll tell you why later. So, oh, I remember why. It's because I wanted to actually use... The Sakarans. No, no, no. The Sakarans are the reason I took chaos. Yes. Because chaos Sakarans don't have the stupid relic rule, which is dumb and garbage and I hate. 
Tell us how you really feel about it, I Aaron. will later. I'm going to go through the rest of my list. But the, re- the main reason I, I wanted to do lo- Loyalists originally is because I wanted actual Cataphracti. Give me Chaos Cataphracti, please. And Tartaros. I want my other Terminator patterns. And it's annoying that I have to use the original, the actual regular Terminators that suck. Anyway, so in my list was a Chaos Lord and Terminator armor. Mark of Slanesh, Iron Warriors warlord trait just because it's easy it's not as good but i don't care he had a combi plasma and a power axe with the mark of slanesh with the intoxicating elixir which gives him plus one attack and plus one strength literally never came into to play because i didn't need to get into combat but if i did an extra attack and strength strength six power axe pretty good i took a warp smith who has guns that i never used and forgot about he has a flamer and a melter gun apparently oh that could have been helpful <laughs> on occasion yeah that melter gun would have helped kill that lancer yeah sure oh, would have well. i I tanked it. You still killed it. That's fine. He's got a power axe and flamer. Marcus Lanash, obviously. I mean, normal warpsmith stuff. Then I had a unit of space marines, chaos space marines with two missiles uh, and an aspiring, aspiring champion power fist, bolt guns. Then two more units of space marines with one. They're a bit smaller squads. Uh, same thing, power fist on the boss. That was a total waste of points. I thought I might have gotten into combat once in the game, but I didn't. Yeah, I fine. tried to make sure that that didn't happen because... But just in case we needed a power fist. You never know. We didn't fight any close combat armies, which I was we surprised We did at. not, which was surprising because I had the Warglaves going, yeah. I'm ready to go march up and punch some dudes. Which and is fine. That means your Warglaves unmolestedly just went and They did, stuff. which the Warglaves were a problem for a lot of the, the list. Warglaves were, what I was surprised at when we did our um, testing for this, uh, let me finish my list real quick. Then two Hellforged Sicarans with Last Cannon Sponsons. And here's the reason I took Chaos because of the fucking Hell, the Hellforged aren't limited by the relic rule they also have a cool mouth that eats people and regains wound wounds which is hilarious and uh almost won us a game it did it was it was very very funny um anyway so in our test games my sicarans always got shot first or killed first but every game with the lvo they made it to the end none of them died oh one of them died in one game yeah because they sat on the board and shot auto cannons and last cannons down the table butchering shit all day. Yeah, but I think it's because, hey, these big bumblebee-looking mini-knights are coming at us. Well, I mean, I thought oh, that Oh, would... no! Yeah, and that was... I mean, that was the original idea anyway, was to swarm them with things that can do damage and are relatively cheap and are fast and still dangerous, while my Sakarans sit in the back, do a ton of work, and the Accelerator Autocannon, while not the best gun, if they have planes or if they're Harlequins, which I didn't even realize... Had so much minus ones. They ignore minuses to hit if the enemy has fly. Yeah, which, which is super nice. Yeah, the Harlequin player was really surprised by that. Yeah, because she's like, it's not. It wasn't because it, they have fly, and I'm like, if if you have fly, there's no minuses at all. Yeah. Which I'm surprised they didn't go after them after they heard that. Yeah, I was like really I was surprised. At that. I think they were too scared of the Acheron, which was which just is doing fair. work. But then again, they didn't. They concentrated a lot of their firepower on your armagers. Still, they did. I was surprised, I was surprised my Acheron made it to Across assault the board, yeah. the, uh, the Wraith Lords that they had. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so you know, those were our lists. And, and our thinking behind. Yeah, and it honestly was not a it, bad doubles. Here, Okay, here's the thing I would change. Get rid of all of my space marines. Just take small units of cultists. Yeah. That... That's all I would have changed. The missile launchers did negligible damage. Yeah. They spit a few rockets down the board and nothing. I want. I need I need just units of 10. But and, and the reason I did the chaos marines is because I had them painted. And I had, That's I, fair. I had no time to paint more. If I just took ten units of 10 with auto guns, ran them around the board, th- sat on objectives, and were, was cheap and annoying, and that's it, then it would have been better, because that was our main problem, was just getting primary points. Yeah, and you're, if you would have taken cultists, they could have been a big bother, and they could have you know, just been a big yeah. pile of bodies, which when we played those guard guys round two, yeah. that actually would have been really helpful, because they just had piles of dudes. And that was our draw. Yeah, that was. And I think our big problem there is their infantry could just swarm and bother my armagers. Yeah. And then they got well, bogged down. But if you could have been a tar pit in the middle with some cultists, they would have had to have addressed that. Well, also, if my cultists had just auto guns, I would have felt better about moving to engage the guard. Yes. Instead of having feeling like I need to sit kind of still for the missiles. To shoot their big stuff. That's true. So it could have definitely changed that. I'm not sure it would have done too terribly much in our first game. Here's another thing. If the beta bolter rule was there, the Chaos Marines would have been probably still a better choice. Because then they would have gotten double shots at 24 if they stayed still. 
which would have helped me feel better about staying still with the missiles. That's true. Yeah, that's... Because then if I'm within 24, tons of shots, I can wipe some guards. Yeah, that's a valid point. Yeah. Because without the beta bolter roll, the cultist might have been a better idea, but oh well. Still having more disposable bodies is nice. Yeah, because I I provided no disposable bodies. Exactly. I was wrapped up in six and then four models. Yeah, because I was basically just fire support. You go and do damage or get shot at or both. Preferably both. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think uh, painting mine very bright was actually an effective tactic of, oh, shoot this. Yeah. It's yellow and It's yellow and black and contrasty. Please kill me. Like, yes, kill that. Yeah, whereas yours were a lot more subdued. I mean, and they were big, shiny metal guys. I don't know. They they were, but I felt like my bit, knights yes. were a lot flashier. They're also and taller, and even the the I think the hell the warglaves they're cheap mm-hmm. for a lot of wounds and really fast. And also, just the sights uh, from a um, psychological standpoint, it's still a knight. It's the worst knight. It is literally the worst knight, but it's still a knight. So people think it's a knight. It needs to die. When in reality, they're kind of not that good they are a little bit glass cannony well they can still take a a fair they can take what are they one 160 180 they're cheap yeah they're like a little bit more expensive than a dreadnought yeah and they can take more of a beating than a dreadnought because they have the three up natural save 12 wounds instead of like eight yeah they've got 12 wounds and they have uh they're running with a five up invuln yeah so they are kind of nasty but they're a lot better against hordes they they're pretty awesome against they can walk in and sweep a whole guard squad in a turn yeah that was which that i mean guards are 50 points a squad so who cares but it's still nice Walk in, slap them in the face. They're you're gonna run away from if you don't roll like t- garbage. They're gonna run away in the morale phase, and you're gonna be free to melt a gun stuff later. Yeah. So that didn't necessarily happen because, oh boy, rolling for my armagers was um a problem. Well, the melt lance is just not a great weapon. No, it's really not. If it was flat two shots, it would solve it. I think. Yeah, because I kept rolling ones and twos on the D three, and it's like, yeah. oh great. My thermal spear is getting a shot. I mean, it, it's still... Okay, think about it this way. I don't think it's that bad. Because if you think about taking a multi-melt on a Dreadnought, that's one shot always, and it always hits... Or it, it it's only 24-inch range. Not to mention, multi-melts are heavy. That's true. So Whereas they that's do take... D3 the- shots and assault and range 30. So honestly, if you compare it to a Dreadnought instead of a Knight... I think they're pretty fucking good. Yeah, if you come at it that way. It's yeah. I mean, I like them with our pairing like um Yeah, it's the with, speed is the big the big Yeah, cuz that was the other thing that caught people off guard if they weren't used to armagers. They're yeah. like, "Oh, this thing's up my nose already." Yeah. One thing I think we should have used more is uh I don't remember what the uh, full tilt. That's the stratagem. There's a stratagem full tilt which means you can advance and charge. Yeah. We never used that. There were only a couple times when it could have been useful. Well, you forgot to bring your book down round one, so we didn't know any of your stratagems. So that was a problem. I was only a little bit hungover. I know. It's fine. And that was the one we did the worst in, I think. Yeah. But that's okay. That was we also, still did really well. That was also morning. I had not caffeined. We still did pretty and well, we though. we did I mean, fairly okay. I think we would have been fine. Um, the big problem there was, once again, maneuverability. Yeah. And... It actually all of our games, none of them were incredibly one sided. They them all were blowouts. We still did. They were all massacres. Everyone died. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone died except my Sakarans for some reason. Yeah, and so I didn't feel bad about any of the games, even though we came in last. Yeah, because it didn't feel like because sometimes you just play those games and you're like, I'm just getting obliterated. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm yeah. just going to sit here and let this happen because I have no response to any of this. None of our games were like that. They were all yes. crazy, brutal bloodbaths. Except for my first day two AOS one, I had that every game. I'm surprised I only had a blowout one game. Yeah. So all in all, we had a it was real fun, great time at LVO. Yep. Don't care for Vegas personally. I Boring. now you realize that why why I think that way. Yeah, kind I went. Kind of a sad city. Yeah, I went for us. I if you enjoy it, absolutely have fun. I just don't. It's not my thing. Yeah. So I had never been before, and having gone now, it's like, well, I think the only time I'll go to Vegas is for LVO. Other than you know, there are a couple neat national parks in the area. Yeah. I'm more interested in that than because gambling what? or anything like that. 
Red Rock's what, 30 minutes away? Yeah, Red Rock Canyon, I think, is uh, yeah about half an hour out like from the strip. Yeah. There's Great Basin or um, whatever that one's called. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Yeah. So and if you then, have a day off, there's shit to yeah, do so off the strip. I was going to do that because I had Saturday off from events. Yeah. And that ended up not happening. I got tied up doing stuff like at the convention. So yeah. ended up not going. That's okay. Probably go next year. It'll be fun. Bought a lot of sanguinei. Yeah. Um, I had friends from back home who were like, hey, can you pick me up a sanguinius and mail it to me? And I'm Since like- they're not like out yet. Yeah. So I'm like, sure, friends. Mm-hmm. And, and I picked up the new Night Lords Praetors. Fuck yeah. Which is good because for my ridiculous, I have like 35, 40 tartaros terminators and now i have a tartaros predator fuck yes it's gonna be good the only thing i saw that i wanted for myself were those uh the cotor rat bomb delivery dudes oh my god those are so cool they were fun i love little candle hats oh yeah they are to light the bombs of the other ones oh they're so good so and also the little candle hats are just so cute they are yes so yeah i didn't end up getting any because i haven't played necromunda enough to justify it yeah so I, I mean, I'll have to wait on those for if I eventually want to add those to my gang, but we'll see. Yeah. And so I had fun. We'll see what other ITC stuff we end up going to now that this season's over and we're into the next. So I want to talk about the vendors and games. That we're- oh, yeah, of course. The biggest thing that we heard from our group of people that we talked to there, Arena Rex. Pretty much everyone bought Arena Rex stuff. Yeah. I haven't played it yet. I did. I've seen the models. The models are fantastic. I watched a play, th- like a, a a video battle report a couple months back, and it looks interesting. Is like really cool, and I'm just surprised at how many of our like immediate friends were talking about it and how great the models were and bought the game. Yeah, like, we had like they played like one game or even just looked at the models and they're like we're fucking buying this. So I feel like that was really surprising that was surprising because our friends tend to focus on gw games and also the tt games uh because our one friend jeffrey ran the uh all the drop zone yeah drop zone drop fleet yeah so yeah yeah he did that which was cool we went over and visited with them for a bit and it was was unfortunate they only had four players each yeah that that sucked i i because last year or the last time i went there was it was pretty it was like four six tables like it was a decent sized tournament so i i I felt bad for him yeah he did a great job running it his events were really cool i liked the missions they ran yeah because i beta tested some of the zone ones and they they were really cool yeah and so listeners next lvo check out the play some drop zone yeah play some drop zone drop drop fleet fleet. wait for drop fleet to get better (laughs) i i'm just i don't you're biased I, i i play shaltari and they only have one or two viable lists, and they are all cheesy. And I would rather run around with my silly ion storm guns and my gravity coils to turn people's ships around. But no, those are bad. Now I just—it's my problem with Drop Zone or Drop Fleet—is it's so close to being a very, very, very good game, and it has some very glaring drawbacks. And I think one of the biggest ones is frigates shouldn't blow up that big because they, if they do. That nullifies you taking a ton of them or any decent number of them because they're, if you kill one, the rest of them are just going to blow up in the stupid explosion. Yeah. And I noticed with the factions represented with Drop Fleet, yeah. it was uh, very heavily Scourge. There were two Scourge, um, uh, PHR, and uh, UCM. Yeah. So. No, no Shaltari. None at all. To be fair, there were only four players. Yes. So. Shaltari is actually very good. You just take a shit ton of gates, a few motherships, and then every particle gun you can get. And that's boring. Anyway, it, it was still cool to go yes. see the events. They were well done. Um, I went and saw a couple other events that I was interested in. I, you know, poked my nose in over at the uh, Warm Hordes area. Mm-hmm. They had some really Their cool stuff going on. Their boards are so cool. Oh, my goodness. The boards they bring for that are awesome. Yeah, I was looking at that. pictures of that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean they're everywhere across the I'm, miniatures yeah, world be. now. So yes, but yeah, the, the boards they bring for warm, and this is every year I I've been there. The war machine, bo- like the actual tables for war machine, are fucking incredible. Yeah, they really compared to all the other games going on around yeah. them, they completely blow it out of the water. It, it looks actually, yeah. so good, and I just kind of wish top tables anyway. Yeah, I really wish that Mark Three was less disappointing. 
Um, just, just remove the 2D6 system and I'll play it. Hint, hint, Privateer Press, if They're anyone's listening. That. That's their core I know, mechanic. that's like what I they run, do. I want to run 60 to 80 guys and not take seven hours. That's fair. Do better. Anyway. Or someone, really quick, someone give me a, a, a D36 that gives me 2D6 dice results. Done. That would work. That, yeah. And then I will take those and I will play War Machine. Uh, you, you can get those, I'm pretty sure. I don't think anyone makes them. I've uh, looked. There's a vendor who goes to Origins every year that I've not has seen them. pretty much if it exists as a number, you can get a D1 of it. Um, okay. So we'll have to look into that. And if there, yeah, if there's a D, D2D6, a 1D2D6, I will play War Machine. But yeah, so. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I looked at their stuff, which was really cool and want and made me kind of want to get back into it. But also, especially with their new War Machine faction, the Crucible Guard. Yeah, they're cool. Well, you like the Crucible Guard. I like the Horde the side. Grimkin, I like the Grimkin yeah. so much. I just don't like how I've talked play. about that before. I just don't like how Hordes plays. I have issues I'd with rather, it, but I think I could get over it. I'd rather allocate resources than like the weird sucking back of rage or something. I, I just never yeah. could get used to it. That when was... I tried to play um, pig guys. Yeah, Minions, whatever. I I had that issue when I was trying to play hordes, but that's another issue for another day. We'll talk about that with game mechanics eventually in a future episode. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, just overall opinion of LVO for someone who'd never been is yep. the other conventions I go to, like I do Origins and that sort of thing. So it's a lot more trade showy. Was there any like small? You walked the vendor area more than I, I did. did. Yeah, so there. Who were... else was there that was that was neat? Uh, there were a couple uh, hobby vendors that were really neat. There was one vendor, and they made miniature holders that went on to a bottle cap. So you could attach it to any bottle and have that as a holder, and okay. that was kind of neat. And they also had like these uh, paint scrubby little rubber things, so they improved the longevity of your brushes. Because okay. then instead of rubbing them against the bottom of your cup, which is really bad for them, it is a, it gets more paint off, and it's not as abusive is it kind of like the new GW water pot? Yes, but more tentacly. Um, oh, okay. Because uh, they have like these like raised okay. uh, nubs. Neat. And those were pretty neat. And they came in a bunch of different sizes. For the life of me, I can't remember what the vendor was mm. called. I'll have to look them up. Maybe yeah. post a link. Because the uh, big the big ones were there. We had GW Forge World was there. Warlord was there a bit. Yeah. Um. Uh, Privateer Press Privateer was. Privateer Press was obviously there. Yeah, and... I think, wasn't... Because the local guys go. Trenchworks was... I saw them there. I never saw their booth. I know they were there. Trench, Trenchworks was there. Yes. Which, by the way, if you want some fucking insanely nice historical tanks, they do the fucking best ones. Like, seriously. I think we're... I, I don't know if any other store actually carries them in store, but we do. Yeah. Does. And I, bought, I, I, I bought one. I bought an FT-17 uh, a while ago. And it's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. And oh, another thing I noticed was a lot of the MDF and acrylic, uh, oh, the yeah. laser cut yeah. stuff. That is getting absolutely huge. And there are more vendors doing like 3D printed terrain and even uh, some finely detailed miniatures. I mean, yeah. they're not quite to the point of being as cost effective as injection molding, yeah. but they're getting there. And there were a couple vendors who had some really neat stuff going on there with like add-ons and stuff like mm -hmm. that and like bits. And I saw dust there and I got sad because they're trying again. Yeah. And that's not going to. Who the, who's there? Who, are they doing the rules in-house now? Like what the hell's going on? I have no idea what's going on. I'm going to have to poke around the internet and find out what their I, deal is right now. Of, I have a ton of it, but I have no faith in them anymore. That's which is unfortunate because their models are fucking cool and I want to use them. I have nothing to use them on because they don't quite fit in K47, which is no. unfortunate. And we played Dust a lot when it, when it was through Battlefront because that was a way better system than the original one. Mm -hmm. And it looks like the new one is back to the stupid squares. Yeah, that's kind of what I was seeing. I didn't go over and really pay attention to their booth at all. No, so hopefully the rules are good and they have an actual table version. Again. Yeah, because... I mean, I'd like, I, I know it has a good following. I personally don't play it, but it'd be really nice to see it go somewhere because it's, it's kind of been dead for what last year, two well, years. It's because the creator's just a giant, impossible to work with asshole. I'm sure he's fine, but he's so, he's, uh, he is too protective of his IP to let anyone do anything re like usable with it. Because every business deal has just come down to him saying no 
even though with Battlefront, it was working very well. They were making good sales. The rules were fine. The Russians were underpowered. And I'm just saying that because I would play Russians and I'm sad about it. But regardless, the models were good. The price was good. The rules were fine. And it was selling. And it just out of nowhere exploded because that guy said no. And he yeah. just needs to get out from under his own ego. And it's, it's very... happened twice. And it, that Multiple point... times. Because before it was a miniatures game. There was some other business deals that just always fall through, and it's always because of him. And Battlefront was a little more two-way street um, because of the Kickstarter, but that's because Kickstarters are always trash. Yeah, I we but, need to talk about Kickstarters and, and how... We'll do a whole episode the, on Yeah, that. but anyway, but, but like... still, like... <sighs> at that point, it's like after the second fall through, it's like, maybe, am I the problem? You need to sit back and be like, am I the problem in this situation? Yeah, because that came... Because the, the Kickstarter thing came down to... Um, they overshot their their goal, so it unlocked a bunch of the free shit. And they there was a dispute on who paid for the free shit. Ugh, that's just like it's like pony up. Your game someone is, do it. Yeah, one of you. Nobody cares. Own up. Split it. Who cares? Yeah, because obviously you have enough support that you beat your your it's, goal. You unlock the stuff that you said you were going to do. Because. It's either you guys split it, one of you pays it, or the other one pays it, or the whole thing dies for two years and you lose all momentum. And that's the option they went with. Yeah. It's a terrible option. Yeah, and it's frustrating. I was glad to see them there, but I'm I'm I not sure. I really hope it works this time. I mean, I never want to see a game system really die just out of like, huh, I want to see it die. But like- no. It's just frustrating because it's like, I mean, it's the game that keeps coming back, but so also- So there's no faith in it, so people aren't going to jump in and buy more stuff. Yeah, because it's- It's not consistent. Yeah, and that was some of the issues we've seen with games that have just flat out died. I'm surprised it's back again. Yeah, so that was another observation of ours is maybe maybe it'll be around for realsies this time. And I hope, I hope so. I have a ton of stuff. I'd like to get it out. Yeah. And I don't have a reason yet. I'm not convinced. As far as everybody else who was at the LVO, as far as vendors went, I mean, it was also the normal, the normal, normal suspects. Normal yeah. Um. So we had uh, Battle Foam and all the other, the normal them and the, uh, there's another uh, transport one that was there. I can't remember the, the name Like of. the crystal, like the acrylic see-through cases. Those yeah, there. I don't know the company. Yeah, no, but they're at, like every Sorry, convention. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I can't. People remember. already know you. Yeah, we're tired. Uh, I was surprised. I didn't see Kr. Did you? I didn't. know. Yeah, I was surprised. I didn't see them because I didn't walk. I didn't have time in Atlanta. Yeah, I walked through it a couple times because uh, I basically just went to the Forge World booth and saw the Night Lord Spraders. Bought it, walked away because I knew I didn't have enough money for anything else. <laughs> That's fair. That was expensive. For two and. Weeks. Yeah, so other than that, that was pretty much it as far as vendors and as far as everything else goes. I guess we're to what we're up to now that LVO's over. Yeah, not painting, please, for a fair amount of time. I'm sick of painting for the next probably two weeks. I hate to let you know this, but you are a commission painter. I know. I don't have any commissions right now. Oh, hello. (laughs) I I just have to finish Riley's Night, and there's no time limit on it. Yeah. And until the Great War book drops, I have nothing. That's true until we get the six mil Napoleonics in. Yeah. In which case, this is going to be a I'm, lot of Oh, dudes. um, shit. No, I'll save it for the episode. Okay. For the MDF. Um, so as far as that goes, I am actually inspired to paint now. Unlike Aaron, who is a commissioned painter and has been painting for Non-stop money. Nonstop for the last three months. Yeah. And I would like to just sit down and play some video games and watch... I don't know, MST3K, whatever, something. Something that isn't painting for at least a week. Yeah, I'm... And then I'll probably work on terrain. Yeah, because we have a got, huge pile of ITC terrain. Yeah, Gajo got donated very nicely by Casey. He uh, he donated very nicely his ITC terrain that he got. Somehow, I forget the reasoning. I'm too tired to remember. But I will paint it up, and it will be new Gajo terrain, and it will be nice. Yes. And I will use uh, texture spray because they're a little flat. They are. That was my one complaint about them, seeing them on the board, was they just seem a little well, bit also, like cartoony 2D. Well, also the, the bases, they didn't like texture the bases. And I get it. They have to do hundreds of tables. Yeah. But like, I'm gonna. And they're yeah. gonna look very nice. They will. They'll be lovely. Mm-hmm. And so I am inspired, uh, especially because... Oh, also, Eric donated his whole 
collection because he's moving all of his terrain. Right. So I gotta work on that too. Yay, Gadjo stuff. More terrain. So to come visit this terrain we're talking about. Plug time, friends. Awkward segue to our sponsor. It would have been fine if we didn't say awkward. Anyway, so uh, our sponsor today, as always, is Gajo Games or Gajo Minis. Gajo Games is the store. Gajo Minis is the website. GajoMinis.com. Number one, we have a store, 9420 South Union Square, Sandy, Utah. Come down, play some games. We got a shit ton of tables upstairs and pretty much every war game. I say pretty much because we can't get some of it, but that's because they're independent distributors and those are a pain to deal with and we're working on them. Uh, also, we have so many paint lines. If you're in the area, come come by and be amazed at us only selling miniatures because apparently that's an anomaly. It is because in other parts of the country, it's your hard. rent doesn't get paid unless yes, you have magic. Which I feel bad for those people unless they really like magic. Anyway, also we do painted miniatures, pre-painted historicals entirely 15 or 28 millimeter of your choosing and i'm gonna go on the gajo site which is i'm gajominis.com g-a-j-o minis.com i'm gonna go on the gajo site and i'm gonna tell you about a nice wonderful highlighted product that i'm gonna look at are you gonna be dazzled by the 90s i am okay so the unit i've picked for today is the american war of independence Americans. Ooh, that's Be- exciting. And here's the reason. Because Osprey recently released Rebels and Patriots, I believe that's the name. That's their skirmish level uh, American independence game, which looks pretty neat. I haven't played it yet, but it's kind of sh- an easier sharps practice from what I've heard. It's kind of neat. So what else would you use this for? Just game systems that the listeners would like to know. Uh, black powder, sharp practice, whatever uh, musket and horse game you want that is in 28 mil. We also have some 15 mil ones, but right now I'm highlighting the uni- uniformed militia, the work games foundry models painted 48 bucks for eight of them or 625 each you can buy singles that means also if you want to just buy a standard bear because you need one 625 say you want a standard bear bam for those that want to know the code is awa08 oh boy they're cool and they're uniformed militia and they're trash but they have a uniform so watch watch the fuck out they also have bicorns they're neat oh that's neat. I think they're, yeah, they're red trim as well. I, I don't know if we have any blue trim. I don't think so. Anyway. Regardless. I don't, I don't even know if they came in blue trim, but those ones are in red trim with a nice jacket on and they look cool. With red trim, can we do French and Indian War with them or no? Uh, not with those, but we have French and Indian War line. We have a whole line of French and Indian War in 28 mil. And I think we have some in 15. I don't remember. Ooh. Regardless. 28 mil. Do I hear Ticonderoga coming up? Yes. Yes, you do. Mm, We're going to do that at some point. I don't know. I'd rather burn the White House in 1812. No, we might have to fight over this. With some shitty Canadian militia. That'd be awesome. So the Canadian militia were really good. Anyway, so that'll do us for the week, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And um, as far as that goes, um, what I'm doing, which I never got around to because we plugged the store. I was very inspired by LVO. I saw Blood Bowl and Shadespire happening. Really quick. So I... Blood Bowl 7s happened, and I'm really interested in Blood Bowl 7s. Look it up. It's a variant where you only have seven dudes in this field smaller. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I needed to say that, and they did a tournament of it, and it's interesting. Go ahead. Yeah, so I really want to paint up some of my smaller skirmish games, like my Rat Boys for Underworlds, because they're fun. I really love them. Yeah. And I really want to get those painted up. And it's what, seven? Five. Five. It's five Five dudes. dudes. I think I can do this, guys. I say that. And you're going to hold me accountable, listeners. No, I'm going to do it. On behalf of the listeners? Yes. On behalf of your conscience saying you should actually finish something. Ouch. (laughs) Oh, that did not feel good. That stung. Oh, it did. Especially because I didn't actually finish my armatures in time for LVL. I know. We're slapping paint on the base the morning of as we're like running down to the hall, just like dabbing paint on the base going, they're painted, guys. We, I'm sure we did it. So, yeah, I want to paint up my my rat boys. And then for Blood Bowl, I want to paint up my orcs until lizard men eventually come out in plastic. Official GW. Official GW ones, because yeah. that's really what I want, And but orcs will do for the time being, because my humans in this league I'm in, they haven't been doing so hot. You've had such horrible luck with casualties, and if you didn't have such horrible luck, honestly, your player development, the ones that actually live and get skills, are good. Yeah, it's just... Get punched in the face a lot. Yeah, it's just really unfortunate. Oh, Turn... Yeah. 
turn one, start of the game, first action, one of my guys gets killed. That is the Almost kind of luck. every game. That is, I have <laughs> consistently two to three guys die per game and die, not just injured, dead. Well, one guy die per turn and then the rest of them get knocked out for the rest of the game. Yeah, so I, I play Blood Bowl usually with like four or five guys on the field. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you want to play it. <laughs> I don't think See, that's, that's why you, you That's why we, you got to switch to sevens because then you're used to it. You've got the advantage of only having seven guys. Yeah, I've been training for this. Yeah, you're used to playing with five anyway. <laughs> so yeah, I want to paint my orcs up so hopefully they don't get beaten down as easily. And they look like yeah, really- they f- will. They look like fun minis to paint, so I'm kind that of excited. Dwarves. dwarves have really high armor. They do. They also all have block and tackle, pretty much. So they're a real pain in the ass. That sounds like something I need, because I they're just need They're also a... really slow. That That's fine, as okay. long as they don't die out from underneath me. They can still do that, though. They can, and they will. But <laughs> yes, it will be harder to do that to me. Yes. So that's kind of what I'm looking at doing, especially now looking forward to LVO 2020. Yeah. And that'll be a lot of fun. And I want everything to fit in a small box. That's not going to happen for me. I My know. Gorgons are the size of two small boxes. Because they are tall and have clacky legs and are triremes. That's what I'm planning. Aaron is... Doing something stupid. Nah, it's pretty usual. We're going to end this for real this time, huh? Yeah, we've had a couple false endings. Fuck it. Yeah, okay. Guess that's it. That's the end of the show.